Hey there, friends. It's Nick. You know, there was a point in the late 90s after I'd started running my own business where it, I don't know, it wasn't going particularly well, I guess. And I took the opportunity to spend a day with a company that kind of helped, I guess you'd call, you'd say, helped would-be executives learn to present themselves better and understand themselves better. It was a, I guess you'd say it was a pretty basic sort of day. I did a, we did a kind of a, a personality test in the morning, a Myers-Briggs thing, and I found out I was ENTP and learned what that meant, although I have to say that I've forgotten that now. I think it's sort of open and emotional and empathetic and that kind of thing. Um, but one of the things that sticks in my mind from that day is the kind of the mock interviews we went through because they were quite, they were quite sort of aggressive, the interviewers, and it wasn't the kind of conversation I was used to. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, the apprentice level kind of aggression, but it was certainly combative. And in one of the, (laughs) one of the sessions, I was asked this classic interview question, you know, tell us tell us what's wrong with you. Tell us about one of your flaws. And in return, I trotted out a classic response, <laughs> which is, well, sometimes sometimes I get too invested in the work. Sometimes I'm too much of a perfectionist, <laughs> right? And of course, they immediately, you know, these were these were hard-bitten guys. They immediately immediately called me on it. You know, said, come on, you know, where's the reality in that? Where's the, you know, where's the sort of the the genuine vulnerability, I suppose. And there's a weird thing about this, because actually in life, I am not particularly perfectionist. Except when I write. And, you know, one of the things when I was writing the novels, and I'm still, I'm still writing the third novel, although that tends to feel very theoretical at the moment. But, um... You know, one of the things that, that that works for indie authors is writing a lot of books. And there are plenty of indie authors, particularly thriller writers or romance writers, who manage to, to write a book in, in like three months. And the problem that I had was that my books were taking like 18 months to do. It's too slow because, you know, one of the ways in which these guys who are successful make their money is by having a long backlist, having a long catalogue. So you get people interested in the series, they get, they understand the value of the books and then, um, you know, they buy through the whole series, which, you know, ultimately might be six, 10, 15. You know, I know some authors who've got like 20 thrillers and I had one <laughs> and then two and mine were long as well. I mean, you know, most of these, these shorter books, particularly romance, but also some of the thrillers, they might be like 75,000 words, and mine were like 130,000 words, and actually quite slowly written words too. And part of that problem, I think, I've been thinking about the process which I used to, to write and create stuff, and the reason for that is that I've been blocked on one of the things that I'm doing. Now, as I've said before, I don't really believe in writer's block, and it's not that I'm sort of dead stop to anything I've been inching along but it is inching and one of the problems I do have and this is what made me think of that day years ago in that interview is that actually I really struggle to write (laughs) I really struggle to write crappy stuff first you know we've talked about the shitty first draft and Hemingway's you know Hemingway's words that the first draft is always shitty but I always end up writing in circles sometimes and this is what's happening with this particular sequence I'm doing at the moment I'm you know I'll I'll 
spend a day and I'll write a thousand words or something. And then the next day, rather than going on to the next thousand words, I just I just quickly look back through the first thousand words and think, oh, do you know what? I could nip and tuck here. I could make a change. And before I know it, I've got nowhere. And I think one of the things that, that we don't do enough is think about the process through which we create our work. Because, because again, we're so often in the weeds with what we do. But sometimes, this is certainly true for me, I need to step back and think, well, hold on, what's, what's holding me back? What's stopping me? Why, why is this a struggle? And this, this whole being prepared for the first draft to be shit is one of the things that, that I'm, I've, I've struggled to do. <laughs> I've struggled to do it. And it's one of the things that I'm really going to work on now. Like After I finish this podcast, I'm going back to this, this project and I'm going to intentionally try and write as loose as possible. In fact, I might even, I might even do this thing where I don't go back, which is a bit like, I mean, Lee Child, it's not completely true, but it's essentially true that Lee Child, when he writes a Jack Reacher novel, of course, he's the, I think he's the most successful thriller writer in the world, Lee Child, he essentially, I think I've said this before, he never goes back in the story. You know, he might he might revise a sentence by slipping a comma in or something, but essentially he doesn't change any of the words he's written. He just, you know, he powers through on belief alone, a bit like Stephen King, really. And it's extraordinary, and I'm so jealous of that. But one of the things it also means is that you are always moving forward. You're not doing this kind of looping round. And, you know, for the rest of us, for the mortals among us, looping around is important because... You know, for me, it's usually the third draft where I'm really starting to get happy with it. But to get to your third draft and your second draft, you need to do your first draft. And this is the thing that I'm going to be really trying to... to I'm going to try and quieten that inner critic, you know, that resistance which says, oh, this bit's not right. Let's just fix this bit. Let's just make it perfect before we do the next bit. But, of course, one of the things that that means is that we never see the big picture and what I need to do is I need to write my shitty first draft of all of this stuff and then come back and make it perfect. And I've just been, for whatever reason, for this particular project, I've been struggling with that. So I, <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to remember that actually, when I did that interview years ago, actually, it was a bit of a problem, despite despite the spurious reason why I mentioned it. And it is coming back to haunt me a little bit at the moment. So... I need to um, I need to get myself together and do worse work. <laughs> so there's your thought for the day. Thanks for listening. And remember, your story means business. Hey, this is Nick. Thanks again for listening. To dig deeper, search for story.business.